This is Rogue Leader. All wings report in. Rogue 6, standing by. Rogue 7, standing by. Rogue 3, standing by. I am going to Vermont for the rest of that weekend to like just guzzle maple syrup. Are so you just gonna go find a tree guzzle. and poke yeah. a hole in it and just lay there with your mouth open? I'm I'm gonna binge I drink will. maple syrup yeah. until I slip into a coma. I'm As just gonna you guzzle the maple syrup and then roll around in the fallen leaves. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> or perfect fall. Roll around in maple syrup and then roll around in the leaves so the leaves stick to you. You're gonna be a leaf uh, monster. It's gonna be great. That's what I'll do. That sounds like a good plan. Where are my notes? Here they are. Here we go. I hope all of your engines are green because we're about to start the next episode of Rogue Padron. I'm one of your hosts, Meg, aka Rogue Leader. And then we also have Rogue Seven. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Still getting used to our new names. (laughs) I'll make it a little easier. Then we have Rogue Three, Heath. Hi. And Rogue Six, Danny. My engine is green. Good. <laughs> yeah, well, I've never heard that expression before. <laughs> what does it mean? You need to keep is reading it like the books. <laughs> we'll, anyway. get, we'll get there. Yeah, you'll get there. So today on the show, we'll be discussing the first four chapters of the first X-Wing book, Rogue Squadron. But before that, Danny has something to say about Rogue One. I do. This is a rumor that uh, we heard a little bit about a couple weeks ago, and then it kind of went away, so uh, it's probably not much merit to it, but I thought it was worth mentioning that there is a a rumor about Rogue One that we might be seeing the character Grant Moff Tarkin in the anthology film, and you might be asking yourself, isn't the actor who played that character dead? And you'd be correct. Um, Peter... (laughs) Oh, is that a little too disrespectful? No, no, absolutely (laughs) Is he dead? Yes. <laughs> He's dead. So anyway, uh, Peter Cushing, who played Gramoff Tarkin in A New Hope, uh, but the rumor is that they would be using the power of technology to bring him back from the dead and basically CGI oh. him into the movie. So what do we think about this? No. I thought you made reanimation for a second, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool with Tarkin. I like him. He's a he's a cool dude. Like he's not a cool dude, but yeah. he, he is cool. <laughs> you know? Like I like his cheekbones. Well, yeah, those cheekbones you could like slice people open with. <laughs> right? They're Gosh. real they're real sharp. Um so I really like Tarkin. I like what they've been doing with him in Rebels. I don't think I want to see him in a live action film just because Getting someone else to play him in a movie that takes place that close to A New Hope would be really weird, because it's not going to look like him. And then doing weird CGI stuff to like recreate him is also weird. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do that. So yeah, those are my thoughts. I totally agree I, with you. I love the character, but given that the actor has passed and even if he hadn't he'd be way too old to reprise that role at this point i just i don't see it working terribly well 
Yeah, I agree. I think the the appearance in Rebels has been really well done, and because it's animated, it works. But the just mm -hmm. the idea of recreating this actor who has passed away is just really feels kind of creepy to me almost i guess like Sapset reanimation <laughs> yeah. and and it almost feels disrespectful in a way to that actor like let his performance stand and i really think this movie could be done without that character where there's so much crossover in this supposedly gigantic universe i think they could do it without him yep and look if it was a situation where someone had been in the middle of filming the movie and then died like paul walker with the uh, most recent fast and furious you're not talking about fast and furious right now sorry meg but like too soon that, that's a perfect example where, like, the film wouldn't have been as good of a film without the, like, you can't cut the character completely. Right. Yeah. So, like, to fit him in, you had to do some CGI recreation. So, like, fine, we can accept that. But to only have a human character be a CGI recreation of an actor who is gone, I just, mm, mm, no, not for me. No, I'm with you guys now that you've all said that. I just have that first reaction and then I realize I'm wrong. Like five minutes later, <laughs> you you don't have to be wrong, Sap. Oh, you you can. But I I am. I admit it. <laughs> no, I really do like him in Rebels, and I like seeing him in the novels. But you're right; it would be it would be wrong to see him in like a live action movie when he's not him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. If if they did something like he's a hologram and is in one scene, right? That's kind of I a voice work, communication. Yeah, that I could see working, but having him like in the flesh talking with someone i don't i'd i'd rather not yeah like they can name drop him all yeah. at once right like oh we just got this important transmission from grand moff tarkin blah blah, blah. yeah but and I don't a, a, a voice only thing would work too because i mean the actor who does him in rebels and i think it's the same actor did him in clone wars as well like does does a great job with the voice and yeah, I think that'd be a good way to pay tribute because you know it, the movie is about the Death Star, which is you know Tarkin's pet project, so it it needs to right. at least allude yeah, to him, I suppose. I was just gonna say I totally get the desire to have him in the movie because he's so connected to the Death Star, and this is about stealing de the Death Star plans. He would presumably play some role of some kind, but if it like can't logistically work, then it can't logistically work. Sure, that's my yes. two cents. <laughs> Cool. Great. Excellent. So we love you kind of Tarkin, but we don't want to see your face anymore. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. So let's move on to an overview of the first four chapters. It's the beginning of the series and the beginning of the book. So it starts off with a little background building. Basically, we learn that Wedge is putting together a new rogue squadron. The Alliance is surviving, but it's still in constant battle with the Empire. It isn't an overnight, suddenly they're in charge of the entire galaxy, the New Republic's the best thing ever. They have a lot of work to left to do. And then in the first chapter, we also see that Basically, Cornhorn's going to be our new main protagonist. Although the rest of Rogue Squadron, especially Wedge, is going to be critical, we're basically going to be following Corrin's storyline through these books. And then we also have a chapter where we are introduced to Imperial Intelligence Officer Kiritan Lore, who is hunting Corrin and his fellow um, ex-Corsac bros. And so that's kind of where we stand <laughs> at the end of it. Um, ex-Corsac so... bros. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, question. What is Corsac? Yeah. Corsac is the Karelian security. It's Got basically it. on Karelia. It's their government, like, intelligence slash military. It's like a combination of the CIA and the FBI. Um, and 
like awesome. cops. Yeah. It's all of their law enforcement tied up into that. So Corin later refers to it as Corsac. It's the usual um, shortening of calling it that. Are there any Legends novels that go into this deeper? Um, there is a Legends novel about Corin, um, and you re- you get to learn a lot more of his background. Um, it's I, Jedi by Mike Stackpole, who wrote these first Rogue Squadron books. Um, so you learn a lot about Corsac, and you learn a lot about Corin in that as well. Um as far as, like, Corsac without Corrin goes, you find out, like, a little bit over the time, because there's a few Legends books that take place, like, on or near Corellia, like, later down the line about Holland and Princess Leia and stuff like that. Um, but not really ones that delve deep into it. I think the one with Corrin is the most... is the best picture you're going to see of it. So, cool. I, I notice Corellia seems to be an important planet uh, for this book because our protagonist is from there, Wedge is from there, I feel like there was another character that was mentioned that's from Corellia. Uh, are we meant to believe that Corellia is like a planet where really good pilots come from? Because we also know, of course, Han is from this yes. planet as well. Yeah. Uh, that, that's kind of what I was gathering from this. Yeah, I mean, Corellia uh, is basically, I mean, is viewed in the galaxy as being pretty high up there as far as like planet status goes. So like Alderaan or Naboo or like maybe even Coruscant, like it's one of those planets that everybody knows and is like really, yeah, and has like a really solid foundation. Um, And so, yeah, everyone on Krillia basically knows how to fly. And so I guess they're all good at it. Weirdos. (laughs) It's just all they do. Yeah. All they do is fly around and get bad guys. (laughs) Sounds like a good life. I want to move there. Or become bad guys. One of the two. I don't want to be a bad guy. No, I'll be the Corsac officer and we can chase each other forever. Wow, okay. that's really sweet. I know. <laughs> Is it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go a little more in depth about what we really learn in the first four chapters. The most important is that we get new characters in the universe. Oh, so many new Woo! characters. Yeah. So many. <laughs> so many, many characters. And we don't even know them all yet. Like, there's going to be even more because we have the entire oh, Rogue Squadron left to me. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So I kind of yeah. like okay. the, the feeling from these first few chapters that it's like the assembling of the team, which is, you know, such a cliche thing in, in a lot of movies. Yeah. And te- like, every X Men movie ever has the assembling the team montage, right? But right. I, I really liked it because, uh, I don't know, I just enjoyed um, the sense that we, especially. Um, with Wedge talking about, you know, who he wanted to recruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just yeah. Um, kind of seeing these different personalities come together because I think there's going to be emotions and things. I think so. There's going to be so many emotions, you guys. So I really liked how Stackpole kind of let characters unfold a bit. He didn't introduce a character and say, here's, here's what this character looks like. A long description of the character and then getting really deep into the character's backstory. Like, he sort of just dropped characters in to the action immediately and let it unfold over the course of a few pages, which at first I was like, wait, I need, like, I need to be able to picture this character in my head. But then like, as I got used to it, I was like, okay, like I'm going to figure out what this character is and what this character looks like. And I came to really appreciate that, that it wasn't spoon fed to me that it all unfolded like quite naturally over time. Yeah, and I even noticed with uh, Corin, our main character, like 
there's a lot of mystery to this character still. Like we know that this is our protagonist and we know a couple little details about him, but I mean, it sounds like even throughout this book, we're not going to learn everything there is to know if there's a whole book coming later that shares his backstory, but he would, he would drop little hints. Like he mentioned rubbing a lucky charm at one point and, and mm-hmm. there was definitely a hint of daddy issues at one point and just these little details that I think we're going to slowly piece together to figure out uh, who this character really is and where he's coming from. Uh, yep. Yep. Okay. So just for a quick rundown, um, we have the new main characters that we kind of see, and that's Corin Horn. Uh, we are briefly introduced to Taicho Selchu, um, who is going now the XO of Rogue Squadron. We know that he used to be—he's a heavily decorated pilot. He was on Hoth. He was on—he was on the run for the second Death Star, um, but he crash landed on Coruscant and then mysteriously was able to get away, um, and so now. A lot of the government, a lot of the military doesn't trust him anymore. Um, and so he's under complete house arrest, basically. And Wedge had to pull a lot of strings in order to get him to be the new XO. And then we also have the, like I mentioned, the Imperial Intelligence Officer, Kiritan Lore, who is hell-bent on finding Corrin, as well as his old um, Corsite partner, and who he has now in custody, Gil Bastra, who is also part of Corsac and their team. Um, so these are these three we're definitely going to see a lot more of and follow their storylines as the books progress. And then supporting them, uh, we get a little bit of dialogue from these people at least. We have Noir Ven, who is a Twi'lek pilot, um, former attorney Twi'lek pilot. And then I love al- that. <laughs> I know, it's really great. Such a random... <laughs> it is... So random, but so amazing. Yeah, it comes in handy like later down the line, but I really like his character. Yeah, and then we also I'm all about getting uh, non-human pilots in this. So oh yeah, that's Absolutely. I was excited excited about this character too. Yeah, especially because um, I just like the image of a Twi'lek in the courtroom. <laughs> right? Doesn't it? It just sounds great. <laughs> right. Uh, and especially him. Objection. <laughs> Especially him practicing law in Coruscant, where there's a lot of heavy Imperial presence, where they don't necessarily appreciate other species. Oh, interesting. So there's that kind of background to think of as well. And then we have Lujane Forge, and she's the human pilot um, who butts heads with Corrin. She's the one from Kessel? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Oh, this character. We'll talk about her later. Uh, I yeah. like her already. <laughs> I, yeah, that exchange is the most ridiculous thing. Yeah. <laughs> then we also have Oral Quirk, um, who is Corin's wingman, basically, um, who is also another alien with uh-huh. a, a whole new species that we hadn't met before. Um, and so he's going to be a cool guy for sure. Um, we also briefly get to know Rasadi, and I don't know how to pronounce her last name, so I won't even try. Um, Nur. Yur. <laughs> it's spelled Y-N-R for those of you listening. Yeah. Um, and then there's also General Salm, who we meet in Admiral Akbar's office, um, who is Who's kind of a Yeah, <laughs> yes. He has he's different from Wedge, so he has Wedge <laughs> butt heads a lot. Um, because he's definitely more by the books um kind of guy, whereas Wedge, the leader of Rogue Squadron, just kind of does what he feels is necessary. Um, and so you'll see both of them interact quite a bit as we go through the series. And then for quick mentions, we have Bro Jace, who I would just call Bro Jace, because um, it fits. 
<laughs> who we already know is an arrogant guy, but a really good pilot. Um, Gil Bastra, who we mentioned before, um, who's connected to Corin, And then Gavin Darklighter, the younger brother of Biggs, um, as mentioned briefly, as Wedge wants to give him a chance to be in Rogue Squadron. And I will let everyone know right now, I love Gavin Darklighter. <laughs> so there's going to be a lot of feelings for me as we progress. Good. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's great. No, it's good. So that was like the new characters that we met. We're going to meet a lot more as we go on. Um, but those are the ones that we, the new ones. Obviously, we know Wedge and Admiral Ackbar already. Um but those are the the new guys that we can get accustomed to. And we should also get familiar with some new terms, um, which is for ships. We have eyeballs, which are TIE fighters, dupes, which are TIE bombers, and squints, which are TIE interceptors. Um, okay, and so, so you see, TIE yeah. fighters are the ones with the, the wings are straight, right? And TIE bombers yes. are the ones where they're like concave. Yeah, convex. but they're also a double... They're a double... Like um, they're a double cockpit, which is why they're dupes, because there's two. Uh-huh. Oh, they're weird looking. Um, why are they eyeballs? Yeah. TIE fighters are eyeballs because there's just one. It looks like an eyeball when you take the wings off. Oh, I see. Yeah. And their the TIE goal is bomber to take should the be the eyeballs because there's two of them. Uh, that's Corrin's confused too. So. <laughs> Whatever. I was so confused when I was reading this. It's okay. And wait, which one is it? What's a squint? The tie interceptors, which are much more narrow. Yeah, because it's like an eyeball, but like the things on the side are shorter, so yeah. it's like a squinting eyeball. Got it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Yeah. So everyone at home, I hope you're Google imaging this. So you understand? Because <laughs> that's exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> yep. Same here. <laughs> yeah. So I'm um, getting into the meat of what happens in these chapters. Yes. The book starts off with the line, you're good, Corin, but you're no Luke Skywalker. Who and is? That's true. So true. Oh. Um, but I was, Mike Stackpole was actually at Emerald City Comic Con last year, and I went to his panel. And uh, one of the people in the audience asked if he had a favorite quote. And he said he didn't necessarily have a favorite one, but this one was really memorable for him because he was tasked with this duty of making Rogue Squadron, and he had to have a new protagonist. And everyone's expecting, you know, another Luke Skywalker. And so right from the beginning, he just put out there that this is not Luke Skywalker. Uh, this funny. is not what you're going to expect from the books. And so it was very purposeful on his part, but it was something that, like, he just had to get out there to show that this is something different. Yeah, I like this quote because it huh. definitely feels uh. like it's setting up... Um a theme for the book and a theme with this character because he, I'm getting the sense that Corrin presents himself as being very confident and cocksure, but uh, definitely seems to be some insecurities. And and yeah. this, whenever whoever, I forget who said this to him, one of his Wedge. superior officers. Oh, Wedge. Okay, yeah. So when Wedge said yep. this to him, it seems like it really affected him because maybe oh, he yeah. viewed himself or wanted to view himself as on par with the greatest... Star pilot in the galaxy, but, you know, it's not actually the case, buddy. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then we get into, in the first chapter, Corrin is running this scenario with his fellow pirates called the Redemption Scenario. Um, and when I read this, this time, I related a lot to the Kobayashi Maru in Star Trek, where it's supposed to be a difficult situation. Um, and you're supposed to sacrifice, and you're not supposed to really win 
the situation. Yep. Because even as Corin wins it, the rest of his squadron still dies. <laughs> and he's dead yep. in space. So that's the message that they're really trying to teach them as they're doing this one. And we find out later that it's kind of the bar that um, Wedge is looking at for entrance into Rogue Squadron. It's kind of the final test for them, much like the Kobayashi Maru is for like Captain Kirk. Heath, this is part of the video game, right? Well, I was just I was just going to ask actually. I think I saw someone tweet at us that yeah, this was a mission of sorts in one of the original PC X-Wing games, which I never oh. played. Oh, right. So, I'm not entirely sure, but I according to folks on Twitter that is true. And it's also amazing. So yeah. I have to track down that game so I can actually play it now. <laughs> that's really cool, though. I mean, that's that's also the kind of detail that they kind of brought in when writing Legends books. Yeah. Is that they try to tie a lot more things together, just like they're doing now in, in the new canon. Yeah. And then in Chapter 2, we see Wedge going to Admiral Akbar and General Salm. And we see that there's a lot of pot- politics going on. It's not just about fighting anymore. Also, so see... Wedge is so sassy. Yeah. He is. He's oh my so god! Sassy. I did not expect is... that from him. <laughs> no, he's the he saltiest. Is... <laughs> he is so much more sassy than you would ever imagine. Right. From having Mr. Deadpan X-wing pilot from the movies. Right, like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be on two Death Star runs, but I'm also the sassiest little guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's so great! I love it. So unexpected. Yeah, Wedge. Wedge is an independent man who don't take no crap from nobody. <laughs> He kissed babies. <laughs> he did. Yeah, I love that little bit. Oh, it's so adorable. Yeah. And so you see him, um, you see that there are appointments into Rogue Squadron um, from planets that are aligned with the Alliance or they want to keep aligned with the Alliance. And so there's some, not necessarily all of Wedge's first choices going into the squadron. Um, and we also see a quick line about Wedge refusing promotions. And so right now he is just a commander. But moving up the ranks would also mean that he would no longer be in charge of Rogue Squadron. And so you see Admiral Akbar take a jibe at him for, you know, refusing all of those promotions and staying a fighter pilot. But it also shows Wedge's dedication to Rogue Squadron. I, oh, oh, yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I loved all of this politics stuff. I'm like such politics nerd that this part fascinated me so much because like this is the kind of crap that would actually happen Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. in this scenario like oh we need this thing from this planet so like let's take their best pilot and squeeze them in here so that they feel like they're being coddled a little bit and they'll help us out and i don't know i i loved all those little like chess pieces being moved around very strategically Mm -hmm. and and wedge kind of just being like eh (laughs) <laughs> I don't care. I don't care about that. So let's not play that game. Yeah. Um, it was really great. Yeah. Well, it's good to pay attention to those because they will be coming in. All those little details are going to come back at us later. Good. Yeah. There's also a Danny, nice go. little throwback to uh, A New Hope when um, he's met talking about bringing uh, who's the guy you like, Gavin, onto the team, and he meant yeah. or the the new cranky. General, General Psalm. Yeah. What's his rank? Yeah, yeah General Psalm is mentions that just because he can shoot womp rats doesn't make him a hero, and Wedge says, "I don't think so," which is funny because right. Wedge <laughs> was the one with that line in, in the first movie, right? 
Right. Proved yeah. him wrong, though. Yeah, exactly. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's awesome. One thing that jumped out to me a bit in this chapter is how different the rebellion, I guess, transitioning now into New Republic feels in this book compared to how it's being portrayed in some of the new canon novels. Mm. If I'm allowed to drop a minor Lost Stars spoiler. Um, Thane just like up and leaves the army for a while and right. just comes comes back and they're like, yeah, whatever. We're like, come and go as you please. It's fine. Whereas like in this novel, which is like clearly now Legends, it like can't, we can't use it as basis for comparison in canon, but everything seems so rigid and uptight and it's just, it's really interesting to see how that is different from how it's being portrayed in some of the new stuff that's coming in. Well, I also wonder about timing, because I think that thing you mentioned, yeah, Lost Stars, true. that happened before Battle of Endor. Endor. Yeah. So, right. So maybe thing, maybe they've now, that they're trying to, you know, build a government, yeah. they're trying to tighten down this, a little bit. This is two and a half years after Endor, so, like, there's the possibility that some things would have changed a bit. You're right. I think they finally actually have people, like, enlisting. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's something. Yep. They can actually pick from people. <laughs> Not just everybody who can right. fly, jump on. <laughs> Do you have working limbs? Come on. Right? Do you have the appropriate <laughs> understanding of basic? You're hired. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's definitely different from what we see of, like, the rebellion beforehand. Like, it was a lot... Like, it was organized, but it was still chaotic, whereas, like, this is very regimented and scheduled, and they have a much firmer grasp on what's going on now. Yep. Um, And we also learn about what I mentioned before, which is Tycho's house arrest. Uh, And... (laughs) and I I have thoughts. (laughs) Yes. And all of the things that he agreed to do... Um, in order to become the EXO of Rogue Squadron. And we also learned that Tycho is former Alderaan. Um, well, he's in, he's from Alderaan, and he was also a former... Um... Did we learn that in this chapter? Wait. Did we not learn that I yet? I mean, I it's, know. it's in the, the list of characters at the very beginning, so okay, it's not okay. a huge then I'm, spoiler, I don't think. And he's also a... Um, he's a former TIE pilot for the Empire, and which is why he's so good in the simulation against Corrin. Um, and so he defected after Alderaan to join the Alliance. And so that's why the, we first why. see his badges for the Battle of Hoth. You see, when the Empire blows up your planet, you defect <laughs> and go to the Rebellion. Hey! 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 How Leave about Nash that? out of this. <laughs> no. No, Nash is fully involved in this. He's so involved. <laughs> no. I have a lot of feelings about Nash, but that's for another day. And none of them are good. None of them are good. Oh my gosh. Okay, before we talk too much more about Tycho, though, we, I, I feel like it's really important to point out that he's replacing Nian Nub's sister. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah, rude. So, she stays in the story. Don't worry. Oh, good. Okay. Also, yeah, yeah. we learned that they were smugglers together before they joined the Rebellion, which I didn't know about that little dude. It's pretty cute, right? Yeah. <laughs> I think they got mentioned in... um. Moving target. Moving target. Potentially. Yeah. Not, um, not his sister, but they got mentioned um, that he was a smuggler. Yeah. 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 Um, 
Also, before we get any further, yeah. I just want to say that I spent the first two chapters thinking that Tycho and Corin were the same person, and I was wondering how he was flying against himself in the simulation, and I was very confused until, because, I don't know, because I said, like, Corin a couple times, and I was like, yeah, that's cool, and then Tycho came in, and I was like, yeah, he's the main character, and so this kind of became the same person to me, and then at some point, like, he mentions Corin when Tycho's around, I'm like, oh, oh. <laughs> So yeah, I had a bit of confusion there. (laughs) I mean, to be fair, they definitely need to, or we definitely need some more differentiation on these two guys because so far they're both dudes who are good pilots. Yeah, they're both straight white dude pilots. (laughs) Yep, very true. Well, we don't know about the straight part yet necessarily. Oh Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Some people would just not agree with that. Given when it was written, I'm assuming that's fair. Yeah. Maybe not in my head canon. Let's yeah. say let's rewrite no, it right now. Rogue <laughs> yeah, so yeah, me and Num's sister was supposed to be the EXO. Uh but Wedge gives a fully great justification for it, which is totally true. Um and saying that she would be really frustrated teaching them, teaching the pilots, and the pilots would get really frustrated with her because flying for Celestins are is really natural and what they do is really natural. And so trying to explain how she does it probably wouldn't go over very well. I related to that so much. Um I used to teach second grade <laughs> and trying to teach like basic arithmetic that you've known how to do for so long is just an instinct at this point. Trying to like actually break it down into what it takes and teach it is it's it's so hard and so frustrating so i read that and i was like yeah it it sucks to like just know how to do something instinctually and be like oh now i have to like teach this person who knows nothing about it how to do it right it's really hard and frustrating for both parties totally so like i mentioned before taiko is basically going to be under house arrest when he's not in his disabled, with a bomb strapped to it, <laughs> headhunter. <laughs> they really don't trust this guy. He's like in a really bad situation, but he's willing to do it in order to serve and to do what he can do to help the rebellion, which is teach pilots. Um, and so that right there should give you a really strong judgment of his character and show you that General Psalm is wrong. <laughs> I am already obsessed with Tycho. As you should be. Yeah, same. As you should same. be. <laughs> I really, when they like listed everything he agreed to, I was like, damn, this guy's cool. Yeah, this right? Guy's real cool. Like, to have that much like sense of duty is just like, ugh. I love characters like that. It's so great. Yeah, so great. <laughs> right? <laughs> Tycho. Oh, yeah, I, I am in the same Tycho mode. is the <laughs> Captain Was that America a Captain America? Yeah. Let's yep. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Let's just go ahead and say it. Tycho is the Captain America of Rogue Squadron. So true. Yep. So uh, I love him. Does that make Corrin Tony Stark? Yes. Probably. Oh, my God. Probably. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so, oh, my gosh. You guys don't even know. You guys don't even know right now. Oh, God. Rogue Squadron Civil War. <laughs> I was just thinking that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's Team excellent. Tycho. Team Tycho. Um, I'm sitting over here on Team Errol Numb. I hope she gets her job back. <laughs> she seems cool already, even though we haven't seen her. She seems cool. But she's a lady pilot, so Seth is already 100% on board. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do have a type, and that is my type. Holy, <laughs> she was blue. Oh my god. Yeah, how do you feel about Celestins, Seth? Celestins? 
Solistons. They're pretty cool looking. I like them. Yeah. I like their language. Their language sounds really cool. Yeah, that's so, true. Oh, excellent. Um, and so that's really where we end, uh, except for the next, cha- the last chapter of one that we go over is uh, Corin basically learning that he alienates everybody else who's been trying out for Rogue Squadron. Are we skipping chapter uh, three? Oh, chapter three. Was, uh, <laughs> I mean, really, not much happened. We are yeah, introduced like, to our generic villain. Basically, when we're yeah. talking to Kiritan lore, um, and we find out that Corin is has been hiding his identity. Um, has been jumping around and was obviously involved in something that Imperial Intelligence isn't too happy about. Um, and that he probably still shouldn't be using his real name. It's basically what we learned. Um, we also and learned that, that Kiritan Lore is very tall. And has cheekbones. Yeah. yeah similar to Target. Yep. <laughs> he but... could also murder someone with his cheekbones. Yes. <laughs> so I, I'm a fan of him already. It's a trait for high command in the Empire. Oh, Saf, you do have a type, don't you? <laughs> I, I would not get far in the Empire. My cheekbones are not high enough. No. I have a very squishy marshmallow face. Yeah, uh, so. And we also learned that Kiritan lore isn't that intimidating. He really wants to be, and so he has a complex there. But he really is more of a pushover than that. So he really wants to be scary. He's not that scary. I wonder if that uh-huh. will be relevant. Shame. Yeah, and that guy he's like interrogating and like kind of calls him out on it. Absolutely. Like, when Kirtan was like, Oh, I, I was able to find you and he was like, Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> like, Duh. It, it took you two whole months. <laughs> I think the quote was even <laughs> even you were able to find me. Right? So. <laughs> Couldn't have been that hard. Yeah, so okay, obviously so... he he has something to prove. Yeah. So the people he's looking as, for as... is Corin and then mm-hmm. I, his partner, Ayella, is that Iella? Iella, and then her husband. Yella, so they were just the three of them worked together in this um, thing that Long you mentioned, the, the Corsac. Yeah, they were um, a unit. Okay, and... got it. Yep. Oh, Gil, so is, the, Gil is her husband. What? Gil is her husband. No, no, no. Oh, Gil is also on this team. Oh, he's like their handler, basically. Ooh, so... there are too many names to me. Yeah. I'm not good at names at the best of times, and suddenly it's like 20 new characters, and I'm like, oh my god, who are these people? I'm so bad at names. I literally had a browser open with a, the Wikipedia page of each character open, yes. so that when I got back to the name, I could click it and be like, oh, okay, that's what that person... It's only going to get worse, you guys. <laughs> I know. I know. Like, I think I'm going to start like drawing little stick figures of people like with little like descriptors of some kind with a name, so I can remember who they are. Brilliant. Yeah, and I'm, I'm... It's like... I'm so bad at it. Like, it's probably my worst reading comprehension trait is remembering names and, like, who this person is and, like, what they look like in my head. So, it is helpful to have the cast list at the beginning of the book. And that, I mean, that at least kind of clues us into who we need to be paying attention to. And that, you know, gives you some trace to grab onto, I think, is. Who are the bad guys? The good guys. Yeah, they're grouped by them, which is nice. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like Rogue Squadron is like right at the beginning, yeah. so you got some stuff there. Yeah. So, so thank you, Wikipedia, for having pages for all these characters. It's immensely helpful. Don't I, read ahead. I think for this week, if we <laughs> no, know, no, no, I don't read anything. So long as we know who Tycho, Corin, and Kiritan are, I think that we're good for this week, right? Yeah. yeah. You'll learn. Yeah. You'll learn everybody else a little more in depth. They'll all later. get their chance to shine. Yep. Exactly. As long as you can tell Tycho and Corin apart, you're good, I think. <laughs> Unlike Seth. Well, Tycho, <laughs> Tycho is blonde, correct? Yes, Tycho's Captain America. Really? 
Like he's literally Captain yeah. America. He's blonde, yeah. I thought we had black hair. See, I don't I am so No, bad. Wedge has dark hair. <laughs> and and Corn has dark hair with a beard goatee situation. Correct? Okay. Are you sure not just being Tony Stark now? And billions of dollars and a yeah, robotic suit that he puts like, on no. to save the world from time to time. Yeah. <laughs> no, Google him. No, he does. Like, he does have like yeah. a, a face. Oh like, my god, they actually are Captain America. Legitimately look, looks wise, they are Captain America and Iron Man. <laughs> yes. That's we amazing. Know, we all know whose team I'm on. Absolutely we do. Yep. <laughs> I, I also have a type. That's <laughs> So, can we talk about the dumbest conversation that ever happened? Yeah, so, chapter four, uh, this is when we do learn that Corrin alienates the rest of the team. Um, because he acts like he's too good to hang out with them. Whether or not that's true, or that's what he thinks he's doing, is up to debate. But he doesn't spend time with anybody. And so, Lujane comes and confronts him about it. And, um, wait, wait, wait. Can we act this out? Yeah, if you want to. Okay, Saf, can you be corn for me? Okay. Okay, I'm gonna be Lee Jane. Can I hey. be Whistler? Yes. 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 And uh, Meg, so, you be Noara. Not Noara. Noara. Isn't it? Isn't it Quig? He talks oral. Oh, Quig. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. All yeah, right. it's oral. Yeah. All right. Hey, 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 Corin. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So. You hate me, don't you? No. No. You, you don't like me, do you? Why? Why wouldn't I like you? You. You were firing at me. It's. It's it's because I'm from Kessel, isn't it? Why you don't like me because I'm from Kessel? Why would I like you? Kessel? No, I I like you're you, totally prejudiced. Even if you're from Kessel, no, you don't. like No, me. I'm not. I'm not. Shut up, Whistler. I'm not prejudiced. <laughs> hey, prove it. Prove it. Roommate, roommate. That's another species. Come over here. What? <laughs> why do you talk funny? <laughs> what? Why why do you say things weird? Why don't you refer to yourself like everyone else does? Oral thinks you're being pretty rude right now. No, no, it's fine. I don't. I don't mean to offend you, but why do you talk funny? Okay, if you didn't mean any offense, then let me go ahead and answer your questions. Oh wow, <laughs> you really are so culturally sensitive. I didn't realize that. Let's make I, out now. I know. I know. Okay, <laughs> I'm good with that. End of chapter four. <laughs> <laughs> so they don't really make out, but the rest of the conversation was basically how it goes. They were verbally yeah. making out. They were. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> he there... lets them fix his ship. He goes yeah. and meets the rest of the squadron. <laughs> the whole conversation was just ridiculous, though. Yeah. He is, he's not a socially conscious person, apparently. No. He needs some social justice Ewoks up in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. But I do like Lou Jane. I have her, like, my head has mentally replaced her name with Lumberjane, so <laughs> I might have been trouble with her name, just FYI. <laughs> but, yeah, I like her so far already. Like, she's just straight up, she'll just go up to him and be like, bro, why don't you like me? Stop being a And I'm into that. Yeah, That's she's cool. very rambunctious. Yeah. Precocious. Yeah. Yeah. You're just saying words, and I don't know what they mean. <laughs> 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 so... Safricious. Yes. So, <laughs> we don't really learn much in that chapter, except um, obviously Corellia and Kessel don't have a good relationship, um, and that a lot of people on Kessel were sent to the mines as punishment for breaking the law. Um, and so Lujane's pretty sensitive about that. <laughs> and Whistler... Yeah. It's kind of like Australia. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. Whistler appears to be more chopper than R2 at yeah. this point. Yeah. Yeah. So Which I am real happy about. <laughs> I love Whistler so much already. I, I love, I love, bit. love me a sassy droid. Well, someone has to keep Corin in line, so. <laughs> <laughs> and he won't make friends, so it has to be Whistler. Yep. Someone programmed to do it. Yeah. So basically we find out that Corin's going to rub people the wrong way all the time. That's what she said. It's a family podcast. (laughs) It is not. It is not a family podcast. It's a PG-13 podcast. So that was the first four chapters. We have a lot to look forward to in the next four. But now let's pose a discussion question, which for our dear listeners, we would like to hear if you want to email us um, or tweet at us to let us know the answer to this question. Uh, If you were an X-Wing pilot, what would you name your astromech? Okay. Um, I have a habit of naming things what they are. So when I had a cat, my cat's name was Cat. I call my nephew Neff, and I call my best friend Friend. (laughs) So (laughs) I would probably call my astromech just like Astro or Droid or something. I'd just be like, hey, Droid. Like, that would just be its name. (laughs) It makes life a lot easier if you just call things what they are. Not if you say, like, hey, Droid, and then, like, 20 astromechs look at you. (laughs) (laughs) Probably. But that's just what I'm going to have to deal with. (laughs) When, risk. when your droid does something really good, do you give it an actual name? Perhaps. It might level up in my books. Is it like, a lot like it's like, like oral. oral? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit maybe. Maybe. But I admit I had my cat for like eighteen years and the cat's name was still cat. So who knows? Wow. How about you, Heath? I mean, I'm gonna give the expected answer and say that I would name my droid Cap and he'd be painted red, white, and blue. Aww, oh, that's, God, that's cute. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's really cute. And he'd yell at me anytime I cursed. Aww. <laughs> Language. Woo-woo. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh, what about what you, Meg? All right, Meg, what would you go for? Uh, Predator. Um. Oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> what an ominous droid name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably, like, call it Pred for short, but, like, probably Predator, strike fear into people. But it'd be, like, a really unassuming, cute little droid, right? And they'd be like, oh, so cute, what's its name? And I'd be like, Predator. Predator. Better watch out. (laughs) And then it'll have, like, the two little blades pop out of it, like a Predator does on its, like, wrists. So, real lethal. That's amazing. Or I would name it Vin Diesel, one of the two. (laughs) Oh my god, that's also amazing. Okay, I think I would name my astromech droid Alex. Alex? Why Why Alex? Why not? Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, now that that conversation is done. It would be such an name as well. No, it would be great because you'd be like talking about your droid Alex and they'd be like, oh, okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Like, you'd be like, hey, Alex. And they're like, oh, it's a, it's a droid. And you'd be like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, we got I sent Alex over to the store, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, who's Alex? (laughs) Alex, you ride shotgun. Why did you send Alex? Why not? (laughs) Yeah, why not send Alex? Alex knows what I like to get at the supermarket. Yeah, he does. He does. He pays attention. Alex is considerate like that. Yeah, Alex is considerate droid. (laughs) Good idea, Danny. (laughs) 
Thank you for taking it and running. <laughs> you're gonna do it. Do it one hundred percent. I'm already very much attached to Alex. As you should be. And I think yeah. Alex would be purple, or like have purple stripes. Mm hmm. Obviously. Predator will be matte black. Oh yeah. <laughs> With some like silver and gold. And droid would just be the most generic looking. Excuse me. Excuse me. Not painted at all. <laughs> just some plain. Still... Actually, it'd be kind of it funny if your droid like, was the most flamboyant. Have like char marks and stuff because I'm not good at taking care of my own technology. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. Like you tried to grill it. No, I'm not gonna try no, grill it. Like, but like, space, I don't know. Bro. I like laser. <laughs> Lasers and stuff. <laughs> like space, cool space battle damage. Yeah, yeah. This droid would look tough. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing what our other co-pilots would name their droids. Yes. Yes. Tweet and us. Tell us a story about Alex or Predator um, or your own or, droids. Cause that'll or make droid. It or droid. <laughs> <laughs> or cap. <laughs> And that'll make it even better if we know the little background. Because um, then we'll understand who you are as a pilot. And that'll be yes. great. And we can read some of them. Yes, we will read some of them. Because the next section we'd like to always end with would be listener feedback. So we did get an email. We got an email before we actually got a real Rogue Padron email. And it was a very nice email from... Uh... <laughs> I'm going to go with Sean. Yeah, Sean. <laughs> uh, it's all... I think they used a handle rather than like a typical name. Um, so from Sean. No, it says uh, Sean or Astro Sean. Or Astro Sean. I like Astro Sean. It's more spacey. Yeah. It's from Astro Sean. Yeah. And he just tells us that he's super excited about the podcast and told us a little about, about playing the X-Wing games and X-Wing and the TIE Fighter games, which he haven't talked about because this is an X-Wing podcast. And if anybody else wants to play it, they are available on GOG. Which hosts all those retro games that you can play on your current Oh, pieces. that's where I can get them. Yeah. So, thank you. Thanks, now thanks Sean. Astro Sean. Thanks, Astro Sean. Amazing. Yeah. So, we did get our first, our first email. And we were very, very happy to get it. We felt very special inside. Hey, how can how other people send us emails and tweets? Do you want me to go over that? Yeah, go over that. Cool, I'll go over that. All right. Well, you can tweet us at Rogue Podron, and you can also email us at roguepod at farfarawayradio.com. Okay, so that's wrapping up this week's episode. Make sure you read chapters 5, 6, 7, and 8 for the next mission. <laughs> so that's mission 2 done, amazingly. Somehow we made it through that. Um, we can be found at farfarawayradio.com slash category slash rogue hyphen podron. Because now we're part of them. Yeah. Um, as I said, our Twitter is Rogue Podron and our email is roguepod at farfarawayradio.com. So feel free to send us messages or anything. We will probably talk about it on the next episode. And so for now, that's Rogue Podron out. Keep okay, bye. Rogue Leader signing off. Rogue Six signing off. Rogue 7, signing off. Rogue 3, signing off. Daddy, is that Hello. you? Yeah, I'm going to have to whisper for the entire podcast.
Danny, that's not gonna Just work. move away from your bike. <laughs> that's that's really not ideal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! All right, is everyone ready? <laughs> okay, you can't do that. <laughs> I'm gonna laugh every time. <laughs> it's not gonna work out for anybody. <laughs> All right, oh I, th- I think we're good. Yay. Wow, we're I have, totally I have one note in my book. Yes. I can't write like notes on my book or anything because it's on my Kindle. So I have one note in my notebook that just says gay and then it scribbled out. Because <laughs> I was like, it's, it's like uh, it's just like a pearl dude and this other dude like gay, is that's what's happening? And then I realized sad. it wasn't, so I scribbled it out. <laughs> it's such a sad thing. That's very sappy. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> so that's all I've got so far is notes. <laughs> I love it. That is so excellent.